Welcome back to DevBits. This is Natalie, and you're listening to episode three. Today, Joey and Chris walk us through their story of how they started out in tech, and Chad joins us to discuss a new patent that Walmart just filed for a VR shopping experience. Does this mean that you want dogs in the office now after this, after you've not been traumatized? Yeah. That would have been a lawsuit. It, exactly. exactly. You see, proving my point of why yeah, that could I be a distraction. Like, yeah, but listen, listen. Lawsuit. Listen, Linda. Go down. <laughs> I'm a really good dog trainer. And, like, all my dogs oh, yeah? are super sweet. And I would not get a mean, aggressive dog. Like, it would be a normal dog that would come in here. It would lay down next to my feet. And if you were having a tough day and you needed to... Skittish, though, is what happened. So you say. No. So you say. No, it would happen. I feel like we should test it. Okay, why don't I do this? They have an adoption program at the Humane Society. Why don't I adopt a dog Bring for like a week? Bring the dog and stay out there, outside. Well, I don't know. Listen, when I adopt... Bring it in on your shoulders. <laughs> I'll adopt a that dog That guy has his dog right here for the cafeteria and it barks. Yeah, but I can right I can bring here. it in and just we could test it out. That dog, when he comes in, go out there. He, that dog next door is bothersome. I've never heard a dog next door. Yeah. Wait, you guys are lying. Often. See? But when he does, you. he's annoying. Who? The convenience the store guy dog, that, the next door. The guy that runs the cafe. I have never seen a dog or heard a dog. You yeah. will. He leaves them outside. That's rude. It, it, right. Why is it rude? <laughs> They're animals. Yeah, but... Okay, My dog loves listen. sitting outside. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you guys like a puppy? No. No. We already did Pictures this. of puppies. We already have material. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We're petting the hair off this gerbil. <laughs> That's insane. So Microsoft we VR. We can get a gerbil. Microsoft VR. Absolutely really not. They smell. get stuck under the wheel. My first pet was a gerbil, and we got it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so we named it Valentine. It got lost a lot. Stop. It's a rat. So much taken care of. Yeah. I'd rather have a wharf rat. Just so y'all know, I'm recording all this. This is our small talk. We can just leave right into the episode. Thank you, Chris, for recording the small talk. (laughs) Coffee with Linda. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, Chad brought up that Walmart is has a patent with with a VR headset so that you can experience shopping in Walmart down the grocery aisles from the comfort of your couch. Thoughts? Comments? Good luck holding that patent. Yeah, it's a pretty broad Pat, yeah. patent. Exactly. They think I, that they're onto something. I just, I hope they are onto something, and I don't hope that it's a patent that they just snatched up to sit on. Because I definitely see that as the future of shopping. People like, you know, mm-hmm. if you go back a while back, how I believe everybody in this room probably loved going to Blockbuster and walking the aisles and looking sure. at movies. It's not the same with Netflix. Like, right. you miss that. Let's and so, that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> walking the aisles, it gives you yeah. a sense right. of, you know, shopping. And so, yeah. you know, I think the concept of being able to watch walk virtual aisles <laughs> and literally reach your hand out, grab products off the <clears throat> shelf, and then have them shipped to your door is right. pretty appealing. Well, right. Andy, you made a good comment. It's like how many – there's so many people that don't go to Walmart today mm-hmm. because – of certain things that happen mm-hmm. out while you're at Walmart, mm-hmm. but then maybe you would be a, mm-hmm. a customer of Walmart yeah. if you can if you didn't have to go to the store. Yeah, I personally I never choose to go to Walmart. It always the stores always feel very dirty to me. I you know some of them are not safe in the area, uh-huh. um, but I would totally shop 
at Walmart. <laughs> well, <clears throat> for me, uh, my wife uh, does all the shopping, grocery shopping and otherwise. And so for me, I will be added to the list now of people who will be out there shopping if, right. they, if in the comfort of my own home. Um, so I'm sure my wife would be very happy about this. Yeah. But, then, but and it's also, but so I, I guess I don't know, how, I don't understand how this works. So would it be like a scanner that you would have that you're just like, or do you like reach you out would, and touch yeah. it? The patent mentions gloves. So you would reach out, grab the product and probably put it in a virtual cart. Okay. And then when that cart checks out, that stuff would be mailed to you. Do you still have to push the cart in virtual reality? Is it that real? And you have to check oh, you out. Because well, see, I have this visual, and it's like Sim City. It's okay. all pixelated because I, I looked at VR when it was older, so I need to get up to date with it. But everything's pixelated. But I'm going right. through the checkout. Well, I, I've only tried VR once, and um, it was interesting and fun. But at the same time, are you just walking around your house grabbing things in this right. VR world? And oh, you picked up your potted plant, right? And you, like knocked it over, knocked over something else. I've done VR once standing up and I got like really dizzy and like, you know, disoriented. And so it's like, you have to be sitting down to do it to yeah, not hurt I'd, yourself or somebody else. So it's I don't like, think you, you would like a little physically button. be walking. I think it would be more right. like a, you know, you'd be sitting and it would virtually walk you down the aisles. Interesting. Float. Yeah, I mean they're they're not gonna have people walking into walls, and they're not gonna they're not gonna sell rigs that are like well, full body. Experience well, that makes it rigs. interesting because how do you move forward? Is it gonna be like arm controlled, like you got a power glove on, some kind of simulation? Because something has to trigger. Yeah, hopefully, I, I got I got to figure it out. When you grab your cart, you it start goes. going forward. <laughs> when you take your hands yes. off the cart, it's not like it Google stops. Street View. You know Google Street right. View when you have to go forward with an arrow. That that's so annoying. yeah. yeah I don't like that. So if you're at Walmart over. building that, please don't do that. I think it should be when you grab your, your cart, you keep walking forward, and when you let go of your cart, it stops. You're going to want to pat that. I like that. Because I do. I feel like so many people are going to get hurt doing this. All right. I have, like, to, I have to file a patent before this it's episode It's like you're riding live. a cart. You know when you were a little kid and you could jump on it and yeah. ride? Yep. That's what it should be like. Should be able yeah. to ride a car. We've recorded it. It's now locked in. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting experience, and I think it would increase the money they see. I think it would draw a lot of people, and, you know, it's kind of like Target. Um, you know, people go – the reason they go into Target, at least I know for my wife, she's probably going to hate that I say this, but, you know, it's impulse buys. You go in for one thing, and you come out with 20 things. You know how much and, money I spent on face mask last week? Yeah. Seventy dollars <laughs> on two dollar face masks. Like it's insane. Yeah. I went in for a hair dryer and I walked out with an entire bag full of face masks. Yeah. Impulse buys. But it's terrible. Get you. Yeah, they but it, if they could accomplish that same concept but in a virtual environment, that would That's be huge money for them. That's what yeah. they were saying. Because you know, mortar. People, when they go to Amazon, they go and they click buy now and they leave mm -hmm. on the product they wanted. There right. is no impulse buying. Right. Whereas I think you could accomplish digital impulse buying with this approach. Well, and I think they're getting ahead of Amazon. They know, Am like, this is leapfrogging what Amazon is doing a little bit with their just walk in, go grab the products off the shelves, mm -hmm. and then just walk out and everything's just handled for you. I think they're even making it more convenient. So it'll be interesting to see how people do this at home because it's going to breed a lot of lazy people yeah. going yes. And you know that Jeff Bozos is not going to have that. He will not no. be leapfrogged like that. I mean, Jeff Bezos. Bozos? <laughs> Bozos. Like Bozo the Clown? <laughs> I meant to say that, by the way. Um, sorry, Jeff. 
Yeah. I, 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 honestly, though, I think this is just leading into the start of humans eventually living in virtual worlds. You know, it's a lot of people laugh at books uh, that have spoken about this, Ready Player One being Ready the biggest one. one. Um, but I do, unfortunately, think that is the future. Yeah, yeah. of course. I have Not to 100% that. virtual reality, but I think people are going to spend yeah. a lot when of time sit in, traffic, in virtual environments. Yeah, virtual, virtual traffic. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Is there a line when you, you go to check out? Is there a line when you go to check out? There's like people around you, you're like, move it along, lady. At Publix. <laughs> move it, lady. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's hilarious. Well, um, okay, so now taking a leap back into the past, 50 years ago, when you guys were in school. Cold War. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, so I want to talk about your all's um, kind of like education and how you got into programming software development because I feel like everybody's story is very different and sometimes it's like happened in their childhood. Like, oh, my first computer. I was a, this is what I got into. Blah blah blah. So um, I'm. I'm interested to know kind of how you got got interested in this line of work. So, Chris, okay. do you want to start? Okay, I'll start. Um, so for me, the draw with development was the ability to be able to create something mm -hmm. with no upfront costs. All you need is a computer. You know, I, I when I was younger, I was always fascinated by woodworking and home repair and, you know, building different stuff. But you need supplies. You need right. a shop. You need all these different tools to create a website. You literally just need a laptop. It doesn't even have to be a good one. Just a laptop. And most of the people that want to build websites already have a laptop. So there's zero entry uh, barrier to entry. Do you remember your first experience with technology? Absolutely. First experience with technology was a DOS laptop that my dad had. It was like three inches thick. And <laughs> we would play Oregon Trail and uh -huh. Where in the World is Common San Diego. <laughs> and it was DOS prompt only. This was before Windows. You would literally, you know, execute Carmen San Diego dot, you know, whatever extension. That was mm -hmm. my first kind of memory okay. of technology, with the exception <laughs> of like, you know, just your typical like Nintendo NES console. So was your dad in tech? He was not. Okay. He was in sales, but he had a computer okay. Okay. Um, with his job. And so we played games on it. Okay. <laughs> and it was a laptop. It was a laptop, but it was massive. It was one of those old school like laptops. Like military grade. Because I didn't now know there was. Now it would be was... military grade, but I, it literally had a ball like built into uh. it for when interfaces were coming. Hmm. So like it was pre-interface, mm -hmm. but it still had like a actual ball in it right. for when interfaces were coming down the line. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it, it was. So when you went amazing. to college, did you like when you were? you know, when you signed up for classes or whatever, did you say, this is my career path? Or did you get a different degree or? So my college degree is in business administration. I was one of those people that just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I'm right. pretty sure I didn't select a major until junior year, which is terrible. <laughs> I did it at the very last moment. And I'm yeah. pretty sure I just selected one that would guarantee I'd have some sort of a job when I yeah. got out of college. Uh -huh. um, but there was absolutely nothing technical about it. It was business, marketing, finance basics. So then your first job out of college was that 
it wasn't a technical position? No. Okay. My so. first job out of college, I was working for a, a company in the parking management space. And okay. it was actually, I'd started working with them during college doing valet. Mm -hmm. um, but then once I moved and graduated uh, college, I stay, stayed with them, but moved into more of management positions, starting with managing valets, then managing actual parking garages. Okay. Um, so how did you make the transition into tech? I'm just 100% self-taught, mm -hmm. uh, and I had been building websites for, at that point, probably eight years in my free time, just no no goals whatsoever, just fun stuff I wanted mm -hmm. to build, and I met my wife, and she was the one that finally said, you love doing this web stuff, mm -hmm. why don't you change and do it for your actual job? Mm -hmm. and, I listened to her, and <laughs> I've been in technical space since. So. What was your first technical job? My first actual technical job, with the exception of freelancing, which I had been doing in my free time, right. first actual career job in the technical space was I worked for a digital marketing agency, and I was building a lot of WordPress websites. I was building a lot of Facebook apps, uh, just kind of minor development, a lot of HTML, CSS, nothing too in-depth, nothing mm -hmm. too complex. So you said that you were, were self-taught prior to getting this job. Like, yes. What were you self-taught in? Like what languages? So I originally, I started a ways back. Uh, when I started, there wasn't... Uh, a lot of technologies to work with. It was really just HTML, CSS, I, .NET, I believe, was was on the map. Um, but I use, I originally learned using a Microsoft product that hasn't been around for 15 years now. It was called Microsoft Front Page. Okay. Joey, you probably oh, would I did remember all my that. projects yeah. in college. And, and so the way I learned was I would build, so it was more of like a drag and drop web builder but I so I would build stuff using that tool but then I would analyze the code that it produces because this kind of predated you know when there was all these courses you could take online and all mm -hmm. these video tutorials and stuff and so you kind of had to learn by doing so I latched onto a tool that would auto build stuff but then I looked at what it built so it was primarily just HTML CSS uh, I actually it was before CSS I mean it was all inline styles at that time uh, and then I even got into, I, I started building uh, websites for bands at my oh, wow. high school um, and, and continued into college building various band websites. And so I ended up getting into Flash, which at the time was how you played music and you did animations and all of that. Um, so yeah, so HTML, inline styles, Flash, those were kind of the norms. And then I, once I got a little bit more in depth with that sort of stuff, I jumped into the PHP space based on uh, message boards. I got big into uh, fan websites mm -hmm. for bands okay. and uh, music artists in built countless message boards. I can't even remember the, the name of the service. I want to say it was like PHP BB or something like that was like the name of the message board um, platform that, that kind of introduced me to PHP. So when you started your job at the digital marketing agency mm -hmm. were you brought on as like a junior developer or were the expectations higher since you had you know some freelance work under your belt so by the time i got to the digital marketing agency i i had already done some very complex stuff 
on my own. At mm -hmm. that point, I had actually built my own social network uh, that was built around community. Think of n the concept of Nextdoor. Okay. Most people know Nextdoor yeah. now. But this was before Nextdoor existed. This was back in 2010, maybe. Okay. Um, I built a social network that was based on the community you live in. Uh, and so I had just through my self-taught and my freelance work that I had done, I had gotten pretty complex. So mm -hmm. the company that I ended up joining was a new company. I was actually the fifth employee at the company. Okay. Um, and I came on as their sole core developer. Okay. Um, there was no mentor or anything along those lines. Um, there was one other guy there that did technical stuff, um, but I would say we were probably probably on the same level, so we, we okay. were working together, but I don't, I don't think either one of us was learning from each other at the time. Hmm. Was um, that encouraging, or was that exciting for you to do that, or was it like discouraging that you didn't have, discouraging, is that a word? Discouraging? <laughs> discouraging, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that you didn't have somebody like maybe not like necessarily a mentor, but you know, talking to so many people when they when they take on new jobs, especially if they have never had like a professional development position before, their one of their number one things they want is someone that they can do like um, um, like pair coding with, mm -hmm. or someone that is available as a mentor. So, I. Up to that point, I had always worked on my own. I had worked with a couple of people yeah. virtually on some of my, my fun projects, my side projects, but I was a, a solo developer at that time, so yeah. I thought nothing it? of it. Yeah. You know, It never even occurred to me that I, I, I would have benefited from someone far superior in the development space to learn from or you know, a team of people to bounce ideas off. Like the, Those concepts, I just they were kind of just getting started at sure. this time. Yeah. Um, so I was perfectly comfortable just coming into a job where I was heads down by myself working. Because right. if I didn't know how to do it, I knew how to learn it. That's how I had been doing it up to that point. Right, yeah. Joey, what about you? What was your first <sighs> memory with technology? You're taking me back 50 years, so. <laughs> 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 They're not that much older than me. I just like to give them crap. When you got your car that one, yeah. you had to wind up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, truthfully, it's, it's even, it really feels like forever to think about, but my first experience with technology would have been in school in the uh, early to mid-80s. Oregon Trail was big on the mm -hmm. Apple machines. Math munchers, I remember <laughs> playing, learning math through math munchers. That was my first exposure to technology, but it was more in like game fashion and in a learning setting. It wasn't anything to do with like uh, coding or learning to code or anything. Like I don't even know the word coding and what that meant in software development was a was not a was not a term that was used uh, that I could remember. Um, I mean, honestly, I think game development is what kind of led the way right. for all types right. of development. Web development, right. application development, game development was the early right. stuff besides, you know, the actual operating systems right. on computers. Ultimately, how I got into it, though, was in high school. Okay. I, I kind of just liked the computer classes. Uh, my dad worked for, for IBM for a number of years, and he did tell me one thing uh, that was pretty valuable, which was whatever you do get into software development, 
And so that kind of drove me into that mm -hmm. kind of course, that pathway. And the more I got into it, the more I liked it. But I didn't like it from the standpoint where I was going to be this great techie person. And I, I still feel like uh, looking back through my uh, professional career that, it, you know, I might not have been the best developer. I just figured out how to get it all done um, the right way. Um, I just, I could do it. I just mm -hmm. could look at it and I could do it. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I wasn't that great at explaining how I went about it. Okay. And so it was just really interesting how uh, a lot of people can go in depth, go <clears throat> some really good deep dives on technology, the different frameworks and, you know, the inner workings of it all. And for me, I'm like, I just look at it, I can write it, but I, I'm not really, you know, verbose about it. But you went into college as this is my career path. I did. I, I knew in 11th or 12th grade that this was where I was going to go, that I was going to do um, some sort of software development, but it was, I knew I didn't want to be a, but what I also knew is I did not want to be a developer for the rest of my life, right? right? I wanted to, to, you know, at some point like, okay, well, what if I did want to own a company or mm -hmm. what if I did want to run the IT department? And so going into college, I didn't go to the, the computer science route. I went the management information systems route, which gave me half and half. It gave me learn your code, figure out how to do it, but it also gave the business aspect to what you were doing, right? Okay. Business intelligence, some analysis, right. some you know, different higher level pieces to the equation that once I did get out of college, I was, like, I was kind of, I felt like a leg up on a lot of the developers because I was exposed in a, in a, you know, in a pretty decent college on how to go about doing everything as opposed to just go write uh, some code based on a task list that you've been given or a set of requirements. And maybe that's what ultimately led to, to uh, you know, me moving through the ranks pretty quickly in different organizations. But um, I think ultimately it's because of my, my real lack of being a true techie. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think it was then more you like pushing to take on or get exposure to different things on the business side, asking more questions, right. volunteering to take on more whatever, or did somebody kind of like take you under their wing at some point? Like how, how did, right. how did, how, like what was the journey from <clears throat> software developer right. to CEO? Sure. Well, I knew early on that in order to make, uh, to be successful one day, at doing non-IT things, I had to learn to do the IT things, mm -hmm. which meant I had to get out of college and go get a software development job, start as a junior developer, <clears throat> and and work my way up from there. And along the way, just soak up as much of the information that I could so that in prep for one day, you know, if I am running a development team or I am running a department or I am running a company, I could work at all levels of the organization, um, which is, you know, in a lot of ways, somewhat of loss prevention in, in most other, you know, like retail or like food services, you got to, you know, a lot of the ins and outs of loss prevention, knowing where the money's falling through the cracks in terms of cost is really what I was good at. Mm -hmm. And um, so working my way up through technology, learning it, and then figuring out, okay, how to take a step back and how to work with other people who also know how to do this, but at a more granular level. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for listening to DevFits. You can now find us on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love your feedback, so please leave us a review and let us know if you have any suggestions for a topic. Follow Codesmith on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Toodles!